Hi everyone and welcome to episode 170 of Final Fantasy Union. I am your host Daryl and I'm here with Lauren. Hi guys. How are we doing Lauren's? Uh, still a little bit flummy. Still got a bit of the That's a great introduction to the show. Thank you very much Got a little bit of the that. gathering, the gathering cold, but you know, other than that I'm fine. I just can't believe that we're on 170. We're only 30 away from 200 and I don't know what we're going to do. We've got a while to think about it. We do. We do. But uh, <laughs> in other news, that was us thinking. How about are it. you, Daryl? I'm I'm good. I'm actually. We've actually got some news to talk about this episode, which is quite astounding, really, considering it's been very very quiet recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means our main topic today is talking about Final Fantasy 15 Season Two. Although to be fair, we say that it's quiet, but Kingdom Hearts. I mean, really. But we we got no problems compared the, to that. But the good thing is that we aren't Kingdom Hearts, so so we don't have to wait like, ten years for news. Like Brandon and Churro, I mean, I well, yeah, I give you guys massive props for coming up with things to talk about every week because honestly, that is that is hard. But yeah, no, we do actually have some news. Yeah, and then we've got some news on top of Final Fantasy Fifteen Season Two, mm. which is quite. There's stuff going on. They just they just had to speak. They just they just got a a whiff of just Red Bull, and then they were just like, "Let's let's just blurb." I think it's because they heard our last episode, and they they were like, "Right, we've got to do something about this." (laughs) Final Fantasy Union are complaining about a lack of news. (laughs) We need to fix this. Yeah, we need to purposely pump out news just so that Final Fantasy Union has coverage. To be fair, we do have somebody on Patreon on our YouTube Patreon whose name is HT. I have no clue. What that stands for, it may be Hajime Tabata, probably not, but that would be amazing if it was. <laughs> well, yeah, so we've got, uh, that. that's pretty much the outline. Yeah. Uh, so we've got Final Fantasy Fifteen Season 2, news, and then we have a question. Ooh. One single question. We did have multiple. We We're did, but saving. I have chosen to surface them at a later date. Yeah, we we thought that some of them we would go off on a tangent on, so we decided it'd be best if that was contained in another episode. Indeed, indeed. So uh, before we get on to all of that, I obviously need to remind everyone that Final Fantasy Union is part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network. And we have a new show every Tuesday working rotation with Kingdom Hearts Union. And we come out on the iTunes store and we do all our news coverage on FinalFantasyUnion.com, which is by Brayden. Yay, thank you, Brayden. We're now going to do our Patreon shoutouts. And this is for everyone who has pledged $2.50 or more per episode, starting with Barry Norton at Nortron Zero. Lewis James. Blue Machine at Blue Machine. Chris Morales. Eric Decker at Chalko Taco. Nahi Kablawi. Marcus Karnecki. Josh McNabb. Michael Graham. Thorin Bullen at Massacre 23. Zach Duranto at Zed Duranto 58. Mike. Dustin Smith. Tyson Wildman at Ty Wildman 1. Ishbel Ayala at Red Beppers. Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson. Darren Matthews at Doomster 73. Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J. Keith Field at The Mighty Keith. Mario Herker. Mike Shirley Donnelly at Curious Quail. Mahabit Quayam. Rachel Casterton at Urbion Ray. Vitanitas. Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels. Zach Porter at Porter Paradox. Miles Ribbons. Richard Holman at Vex Lennon. Rob Porter at Squirty Bertie One. And David C. And we have some new patrons this episode as well. We've got Alex Yay. Ray Schneider and Nahi Kablawi. It always like throws me off when we have like I love that we get new patrons, but like we just get into like a sink of saying people's names, don't we? And we kind of like get a poem going and a flow. So when like someone new comes on, I'm just like, whoa, okay, this that's different, but it's fun. <laughs> 
I was, I was, yeah, yeah, no, it's fun. Thank you guys so much for joining. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and before we go on to our, our main topic, we're actually going to talk about the the fan event that we just had, which actually some of our Patreon supporters were there. So Barry, Lewis, Rachel, and David actually came to the event, which was great. And um, we got to oh, meet so loads cool. of people. And uh, yeah, there's about 60 people on the day. We had loads of cool stuff like the classic pub quiz. Mm-hmm. We had a triple triad tournament. We had the theatrical tournament. We had the trading card game to play. We had a Final Fantasy 15 hunt challenge which was quite intense. Uh, yeah. Lauren was also in charge of all the raffle stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was giving, um, I was selling badges and uh, giving out some of my new enamel badges, which are very exciting. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, the pub quiz did kind of make people cry. Um, not my section, though. My section, I was nice to people. I uh, I was in charge of the picture round and it was just like random people within the games. First, we were going to, we were going to just do NPCs, but then we were just like, well, let's just sort of mix, just mix it up. Well, and our first see. idea was actually way more cool. It was that I know. we were going to do it so that where where a location had fire, you had to say what the location was. So yeah. our easy one, for example, was the start of Final Fantasy 15, where you're facing off against Ifrit. And you ha- obviously that would be Insomnia. But we had some other locations in there I too. Know. We thought like so hard on it. But the problem was that my printer did not like it. Like, um, I tried to make the images as clear as possible, but once I went to print it, it just did not look like anything. And I was like, this is way too difficult. <laughs> like, we would have to specify what certain things are in the image, and we just don't have the time for that. So let's just go with something easy. And sure enough, it was. But, um, I mean, there were a few, there were a few things in there that I thought were a bit difficult, like, uh, remembering the name of Pris- uh, Priscilla and stuff like that. I swear but we've had her in the quiz so many I times. I feel like we have done. I feel like we've definitely had Priscilla before, but people still don't remember her just as much as people don't remember, uh, Cloud beating the crap out of Aerith, but we will, uh, discuss it at a later That's point. That's a later topic. <laughs> Maybe a future episode. Yeah. We'll talk extensively about how everybody forgets that scene, but remembers the Cloud market scene. All right. So, um, <laughs> Moving on to our main topic. So we're going to be talking about Final Fantasy XV Season 2. Uh, we we pretty much all knew that this was coming at some point. Um, they'd said at the end of last year, I think it was September, Tokyo Game Show, that they were going to be producing three new pieces of DLC because the fan demand had been so strong. But also, internally, the development team, they just felt like they wanted to continue working on Final Fantasy XV. They felt like there was more that they could tell with the story. And I think part of it was that they were unhappy with the product they end up putting out and they wanted to try and do something to resolve that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they announced there's going to be three episodes. Uh, they said there was going to be a roadmap towards the end of the last year. Uh, they announced episode Arden would be the first one. And then in February, they announced that they were going to be doing a fourth episode. Um, and they mentioned that the reason why is because they felt as developers that there was more, again, there was more they wanted to tell. They felt like this fourth episode would help them to really round things out. Um, and they also kind of alluded to the fact that it may not all arrive this year. Some parts of it may arrive in 2019 because Tabata basically, I guess, throwing shade in some way had had kind of said, we don't want to rush this. We we don't want to have to commit to a deadline that's that's not within our control. Um, which is obviously the story of of, of uh, reportedly what happened with Final Fantasy 15. They had to push it out because they had a, like a, a really hard deadline they had to hit. 
And obviously the season pass stuff has to come out within roughly a year afterwards. So again, they kind of had to like Abso Gladiolus, I'm pretty sure, wasn't anywhere near as good as they hoped it would be. I think it's understandable because, yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's hard when you have to be rushed. It's hard when you can't think things through, which I think is where most of the problems arose with Final Fantasy 15. They had to make a deadline. They had to um, they had to get it done. And so I think a lot of things got like topsy turvied and um, just sort of rushed and um, unfinished for them. And I don't really blame Tabata for um, for requesting that. Um, however, I wonder what is exactly going to happen with that, because obviously the team is still, I mean, it's is it going to be under Luminous Productions now? Yes. So with that in mind, I guess he doesn't, he's not directing it. It's going to be the same director as um, episode Ignis, which, which is I also awesome. Which uh, Tarada? Yes, I think so. And um, so... I guess it might be the same situation that he had with Aguido where his team is still working on the Final Fantasy 15 stuff and maybe him and a smaller uh, a smaller team are working on the new IP that hopefully Luminous Productions is going to come out with. Yeah, I think um obviously when they they announced last year that they were going to be doing this, um they had already committed to a lot of internal deadlines relating to their new project. Um and they they had to basically kind of mix things around so they wouldn't those those deadlines they'd committed to wouldn't be impacted by this decision because this wasn't a, it doesn't sound like this was this was a decision that was brought to Tabata it was a mm-hmm. decision that Tabata and his team came up with and then they presented it to the Square Enix uh, higher ups to say this is what we want to do you're okay with it um, but I, I think yeah like going on the deadline stuff he he was very clear that they didn't want to commit to any deadlines they didn't want to rush things they didn't want to create DLC they didn't think would would work obviously. Again, maybe someone had said to them, you've got to do one about Gladiolus, Prompto, and Ignis. Whereas this time they were like, no, we're going to do the ones that we think will work best. We're going to do the ones that we think people want, but we're also going to do the ones that we think are going to work. So he was very clear uh, September last year to, I guess, like dampen expectations around certain characters receiving episodes because he basically said like, yeah, sure, you may want them, but if we can't, as individuals and as creators, come up with a way to make it work, we're not just going to make an episode because you want it. Because yeah. if it ends up being terrible, you just it, we could ruin the character. I mean, as much as I would love to see, because uh, two of the ones that they mentioned they discussed in the past were um, episode Ravis and episode Nyx. And to be fair, when I think about those two characters, I sort of think like, well... Even though they, uh, well, Nyx had his whole movie, so he kind of had a beginning, middle, end. He he doesn't, uh, in my opinion, I don't think he really needs any more. Um, and Ravis, I mean, with episode Ignis, I feel like he's been given enough of a story for people to understand who he was and, like, what he was, um, what his motivations were. Because he was also in Kingsglaive, which a lot of the other characters weren't. So I can kind of respect their decision there to go with Aranea because obviously Aranea she was not that much in the game and she was not in um she was not in Kingsglaive whatsoever so she did need a bit of expansion um so it's probably good that what 
It's jumping ahead a lot. We haven't. I haven't even said what the episodes are yet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, I'm just like sort of. Um, you were going on about like decisions, so I just decided to expand upon that with expansion. So yeah, episode Aranea is going to be a thing. Yeah, but it's it's a different it's a different thing, isn't it? It's not it's not being called. Is it not being it, called an episode or it's, was it? It's being a called? side story. Side story. Yeah. Um. The only thing. Um. So the other two, obviously, well, are um Luna Freya and Noctis. And the Luna Freya one and the Noctis one possibly as well, I'm a bit hesitant about. If only because they keep talking about how they're going to have this optional ending or this um, alternative ending where it's going to be sort of happier or lighter. And my thing is just like, I hope that Luna Freya is not just them making it a happy story. Like, I hope that it's something that was... That was in that's supposed to be in the main game. I hope that it's not just here's happy fairyland where we're just going to throw rainbows at things and pretend that everything's okay. Yeah, it's like that dog in the fire, but Luna Freya is the one who's in the fire and is just like, this is fine. <laughs> I mean, it's so it seems like Arden, Luna Freya, and Noctis are going to, to touch on the main story, but uh, when they announced it, they were very clear to say that. Um, the original story of Final Fantasy XV will not be touched. It will mm. remain intact. The ending that we received is the ending of the game. Yeah. Anything that these three episodes produce is is just basically fan service. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's that answers my question. Then that's pretty much what it's going to be. And I, I like... I, and- I've seen a lot of frustration about this, about Final Fantasy XV Season 2. People saying like, oh, why is this existing? This is just like, it's it's flogging a dead horse. But you have to remember who this DLC is for. It's not for you. Mm-hmm. It's for people that want more on these characters. It's for people that want that happy ending. It's for people that want that kind of alternate reality setting. because, And, that, and that's why they're still working on it. Because they've obviously noticed that there is that kind of demand, demand. for it um yeah sure we've talked about it before like it, it can i can understand why people are frustrated because obviously they're putting resources onto this instead of working on something else but obviously they want it too which is what they've kept saying i think like they feel like they have a lot to answer for because of the fact that they weren't able to produce what they wanted because of the time frame that was um that they had to hold to and um yeah, I think it's just them trying to put a, more of a band-aid. And I mean, people have been happy with what they've produced so far as far as episode Ignis goes. And from what I've heard about the Royal Edition, like, I think, you know, they are on the right track. Um, I just hope they, did, they don't over push it. Like, I think this should be the last thing. I don't yeah, think that I, they should produce anymore. I don't see them doing anymore. And I think um, where I was going before with the, the lack of rushing the no deadlines is that originally they had said it was all going to arrive in 2018. Yeah. They then, a couple of months later, started saying, no, we've done a new episode. It's now going to come 2018 and 2019. Whereas now that they've announced Arden, Aranea, Lunafra, and Noctis, they've said that none of them are coming in 2018. They're all coming in 2019. So it's... It's an interesting situation that that the messaging they've put out has been kind of conflicting in some ways because yeah like okay so they they had said they didn't want to rush them they want to make sure that they're all going to deliver but they had also said that they aren't going to work on them simultaneously whereas the other ones they did mm-hmm. so now it's going to be they work on episode Arden until it's finished then they move on to episode Aranea and they do that until it's finished then they do episode Lunafrea until it's finished but then if that's the case 
why why do they need to they're basically waiting until they're all done before they release any of them mm. because they're all going to be releasing back to back so we're going to get Arden probably at the end of February ne- uh, next year then Arane is going to come out a month later Luna Freya is going to be a month after that and Noctis is going to be a month after that so it should round like we'll basically get all four episodes in a four month span I guess it's just so that like we don't run into the problem where one gets out like sort of like what we had with the episodes already like where one comes out and then all of a sudden you're waiting ages for the next one you know like I think I think that's good just because then at least they're all done and we have a we have a idea of when they're going to come out whether or not though well one of them or two of them get delayed or all of them get delayed well, is another story. Maybe that's why they're doing it this way, so that it's kind of a yeah. block. Um, I have no doubt in my mind that they will be delayed. Pretty much every single yeah. thing relating to Final Fantasy XV has been delayed, including the announcement of the roadmap. <laughs> um, so uh, it, I, I'm pretty sure that they're going to be delayed at some point. The game is that is forever my, delayed. I guess my only thing about this, them pushing it back to 2019, is that it's a year's time like it's it's going to be a good 10 months before we see the first episode unless obviously they're doing comrade stuff there's going to be a couple of updates for that and the windows edition is going to get some updates as well but for console players like unless they're going to continue doing free updates throughout the year which they haven't said anything about so far what are they going to do to keep people kind of engaged Mm. up to that point because the interest is going to be going like people well, it's already dwindling yeah like people have been caring about final fantasy 15 over the last 12 months because every single month there was an update every single month there was roughly something new to kind of bring people back whether it was the the regalia type d or it was new story sequences or um the bestiary like there were lots of different things they added in but it doesn't like this year it's been it's been minimal so far they haven't really done that much and it could be a case that that's that's what it's going to be like for the rest of this year. Like, there's not going to be that much. And then, bam, next February. Oh, by the way, here's Final Fantasy 15 Season 2. Yeah. it's. I think it's a lot to ask people to kind of wait 10 months. But then again, it's already been over a year. Yeah, I mean, I guess it is It is a lot. But I guess that's just because that's, that's when they were able to actually come to a decision off of what they wanted to do with it. Because... I guess that's what we're kind of running on as well is that they've taken so long to just decide on what what they're going to go with. I mean, they started talking about this with like the survey, didn't they? Like yeah, that was kind that of was like the first bit. June last year. And then since then they've kind of um I don't know, was it Ignis wasn't out yet, was it? No, Ignis any was of only them December. Out? Yeah. Only Gladiolus, I think, was out. I think the survey the survey closed when episode prompto released, mm. I think. So, like, I mean, they've had a while to sort of think about it, but they've had other things that they've had to promote or um, just do. They had uh, King's <laughs> King's Night uh, open and now close again. Um, <laughs> they've had they've had a lot of stuff to keep them busy, and also, I mean, the um, the beginnings of Luminous Productions. Like, I guess you know they've just been busy with stuff, and they just didn't want to probably say anything until they were sure about the roadmap that they were going to have but yeah i mean it is still a long time but i guess it's just what it what it has to be i think um you know when they actually announced it it was ryan mitsuno who's like the global brand manager for final fantasy 15 and he said that this the release of this dlc is just around the corner and i was thinking yeah. well it, it's not no. really 
you know, just around the corner. I mean, I would say that E3 is maybe just around the corner at this point. It's in June. Yeah. But 10 months time is not just around the corner unless they've got other things planned to kind of keep us re-engaged. It's... Basically, I will have another child by the time that this <laughs> game comes out. Like, I legitimately ha- have already established that I have my other baby. My other baby, that sounds so mean. <laughs> my other child. No, my second child. So yeah, if that's any indication. And that's not around the corner. I'm telling you that right now. My (laughs) next baby is not just around the corner. I still got time. Um, I mean, I do think like what they've done is so far when they were doing the announcement, they it was a bit cringy, but they asked everyone to guess who the episodes were going to be. That's never a good thing to do (laughs) because everybody's always going to have separate things. It's like when they do that, the concerts, they're just like, um, what track do you want next? No, we're going to play this special track. Do you know what it is? And everybody's like, Aerith. And then they just play the main theme and they're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, they were kind of doing that. And, um, they, people were okay with Aaron Air and they were okay with Luna Freya. And I think, yeah. you know, based on the survey, like what's, we did our own survey. Yeah. And episode Arden was what people wanted. Episode Luna Freya was what people wanted. And, um, they wanted Aaron Air to be a playable character. Um, but the fourth DLC episode, the one that they themselves decided on episode Noctis, it was kind of greeted with like, uh. yeah, I mean, I do think it's kind of pointless if I'm honest. I mean, depending on what they do with it, obviously we don't know what that's going to be the one that gives you the true happy ending. But like, I think, I think episode Noctis is pretty pointless in in my honest opinion. Like they just didn't really need it because Episode Noctis is the game. He's the only person who we follow out throughout the whole game. But it's basically going to be spoilers. Um, the episode is going to be so that you can complete the game and mm. Noctis doesn't die. No. That's that's pretty much going to be I it. Like hate- Luna Freire is, uh, they've done it so that, spoilers, Luna Freire doesn't die. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's even in death. Even in death, she's still trying to help Noctis But can I just say, can I just say that like... I know that it sounds morbid and I know that I get such crap about it, but death is a freaking, like, it, it's a freaking, um, what's it's a the thing. word? <laughs> it's a, it's a drive. It's a motivation. It's a stake. Like, death is just around the corner whenever you're in these kind of high stress situations. You're constantly dealing with death in freaking Final Fantasy games. Like, people die. It's, it's a motivator for other characters to step up and, and be strong. And there have been so many games where the ending hasn't necessarily been happy. I wouldn't necessarily say that Final Fantasy X is a happy ending. Final Fantasy Type-0 is definitely not a happy ending. But I love the Final Fantasy Type-0 ending because of what it stands for and what it means. Like, I just think that the whole idea that we need to just have this happiness all the time and criticize writers when they do write tragic endings is just a it's just a fallacy. Like I mean, you Although know, you have said that you would never time, want to go and see Les Rob because you don't want to just yeah, cry. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but that's just depressing. Like Final Fantasy games aren't depressing when they have people die in them. They just have like a sad ending. Like Les Mis is just constant depression all the time. Like, and, and, like, you can go a bit overboard. Like, Game of Thrones, they kill a new person every freaking episode. Like, you can go overboard, but if it's done in a tasteful way and it makes sense to the narrative, I don't see a as long as there is As long as there is justifiable character development on the back of what's happened, I don't, I don't really have a problem with it. And as we've talked about before, 
in earlier Final Fantasy games, death was very much part of it. You know, it mm-hmm. wasn't too co- too uncommon for them to kill off a character, and then a new character would take their place. Like, it was it was actually something that was quite consistent. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Final Fantasy VII they changed the formula up slightly by making it someone who was actually quote unquote integral to proceedings. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't too uncommon. And we've even seen in um, Final Fantasy IX, I'm working on a video for that at the moment, and um, although main characters don't necessarily die, they disappear for long periods of time and you are left to believe that they may have died. Like, you know, you leave uh, Freya, Steiner and Beatrix in a very perilous situation and you have literally, the game just, just pretends as though like it doesn't happen. They, I think there's like one sentence where they're like, oh... I wonder how they're getting on or like, yeah. oh, um, you know, it's. I wonder if they're okay. And, like, and then yeah, you no. see them like 10 hours later in the game or something. Yeah. And I mean, there's so much that happens um, in Final Fantasy VIII when you send Selfie and two other partners to the missile base. There is a long extended... Squall gets made headmaster of the... Um, I think he gets made headmaster of Balam Garden in the time that you're gone away from them. And you don't know whether or not they died. Like you don't, you don't really, yeah, you don't really, it's, it's left up to your interpretation um, or sorry, it's left up in the air until like eventually they do come back and then you're like, yay. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, it's just, yeah, I, um, I just, I just get a bit, I get a bit fed up with, with, with people just always wanting froofy la la land and i don't even particularly think the ending of final fantasy 15 was that sad it's like if people just like viewed lion king and were just like i wish that mufasa didn't die well he did and you know what it made simba like run away but then he eventually did become a better person <laughs> it made everything go to crap but everything had to go to Wait, crap in order for do, things to be c- better you know what they, sh- they should have done episode regis because oh then gosh, we could yeah. we could write that wrong i would totally yo like that should have been one of the episodes instead of episode noctis an episode regis where it actually go back and players sid wescom yeah sid wescom and um even like maybe a um it would have been core core, yeah no claris 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 that's it we always forget about claris everyone forgets about claris Claris. (laughs) yeah hashtag episode claris um, but no, that would have been sick, man. That would have been awesome. That wasn't in the survey, though. So no, it wasn't in the survey. But I would have totally gone for that over to episode Noctis. But either way, that's like a whole spoilerificy chat and spoilers. Um, yeah, I would say to kind of round this out, the one thing that I thought that was slightly strange about this, and maybe is because they genuinely did listen to our podcast, but why announce this at PAX East 2018? Like, I know PAX East and PAX in general is a is a pretty big thing, but if it isn't coming until 2019, why did they need to announce it now? Yeah. You know, like they could have announced it at E3, they could have done Gamescom, they could have done TGS. But no. That would have been much closer to the release of it. I guess maybe they wanted to uh, talk about it, but they didn't necessarily have to reveal the episodes at this point. They could have just said episode Arden is coming at this point and the other ones will be coming like at this time frame. Announce at a later date. But they didn't need to announce the rest of them at this point, I don't think. No. Because no. now there's nothing, there's literally nothing to look forward to other than the episodes themselves. Yeah, and we won't really get anything of the other episodes. We'll only really get snippets of episode Arden um, from now, I guess, until. It's hard because obviously, with the, yeah, with the marketing Aranea. of the previous ones, we, we barely heard anything about the episodes until a couple of like maybe a month or a couple of weeks beforehand. Because mm-hmm. episode Ignis, 
like they they didn't even really release tra- the teasers. Maybe they had a teaser with the previous episode. But... They would have like a universe trailer all the time, mm. wouldn't they? And they would just include like a little clip. But so it's going um... to be interesting to see how they, again, how they market this, how they remind us. Because again, yeah. I guess the Final Fantasy 15 Windows edition is, is kind of a persistent thing now. And I guess they're also really... Um... Like, because Comrades, the standalone, is releasing before this as well, isn't it? You, you're ruining the entire I'm outline I'm here. I'm sorry, Daryl. I'm sorry. Well, okay, it's, let's it move on to let's move on to Final Fantasy right, fifteen Final news, Fantasy shall 15 we? News, yes. So yes, Comrades is being released as a standalone game. Okay. Good job, Lauren. I'm sorry. It's like you don't remember that we haven't talked about that yet. Well, no, it's just because <laughs> it's related. It's I know, because but it's, it's related. Like, oh, by the way. Well, no, no, because it's related, Daryl's. It's because. I I was going along with the idea that well they'll everyone be promoting, already knows what we're talking about they'll be promoting comrades in the time that they get to start promoting episode Arden what um they're adding with uh comrades is interesting though I mean they are hoping to add a Met, the Matsuda fight oh man that alone is making me want to play it although i also wish that there was a kenny fight as well could you imagine going up against a massive kenny well technically kenny is being put in the game he is yeah but either way um and then uh gilgamesh is also being added as a boss as From well so gladiolus yes but yeah the one thing i was unclear about this is uh, and actually i wanted we i think we should have a talk about this because um, we have spoken so many times about dlc what it means to us how we think it should be done and the fact that they are releasing a comrade as a standalone game shows to me that that's what true DLC is. Like mm-hmm. the fact that it can be released as a standalone game. You don't need to play Final Fantasy 15. You don't need to understand Final Fantasy 15. You can play Comrades as a standalone game. That is what DLC is. It's an extension. It's something that, that builds upon what was already there. Yeah. It isn't something that is done instead of, or it's not something that's cut away yeah. or anything like that. It's, this is a step this is a separate property that's so so separate we think that it can exist by itself. That's DLC. Cuz I guess that's the thing like it's just what we get back to like the DLC shouldn't be recovering the mistakes that the developers and writers made by rushing the game out (laughs) like it just shouldn't be that it shouldn't be oh sorry we had a little boo-boo so uh here just just buy this next um this next DLC to try and fix the mistake that we made but you're paying for sorry um but yeah no I um comrades uh as a standalone thing is 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 pretty cool I don't I still don't necessarily see the necessity for it, but I guess maybe they're going to expand it even further. Yeah, they're going to make it into a more um, persistent offering. So, I mean, honestly, I'm unclear if it's going to be a boxed or just a digital release at this mm-hmm. point. I think if it was a box, then that would encourage more people to buy it. But... Oh, they're going to have a box. They're going to have a collector's edition. You can That's get true, a, yeah. You can get a special weapon for your uh, character, for your Noctis that you already should have because you bought the collector's edition um you get, <laughs> you get no but if you buy the digital version then you'll get the season pass but if you don't then you won't if you buy the collector's edition you will get a tiny um figurine of matsuda in his battle form uh um but yeah so, i want that so basically um i don't know if it's going to go along with the release of the standalone or if it's going to come slightly before or slightly after but yeah they're adding the matsuda fight they're adding gilgamesh in but they're also adding in uh, raid bosses and um, oh, what was the other thing? It's it's like multi bosses. 
So raid bosses will be like the adamantoids, uh, and then the other thing is that you can fight multiple bosses at the same time. So the idea is that it's going to be a much more integrated um, experience. And the reason that they gave for releasing the DLC as a standalone offering is the fact that they wanted to make people more people play it because I think they're realizing that the season pass wasn't enough to get people involved in this. Like, there's not enough people playing Comrades, and they're hoping that by releasing it standalone, that more people will buy into to, to Comrades. But my question is, is that for people who already have Comrades as the DLC, will they have to buy the box copy as well? No, why would they need to do that? If it's a different experience. It's the same game. It's going to just it's be just the same game. It's just that you game. won't need to play... You won't need to have Final Fantasy fifteen to play it. So if that's the case, how much will they be able to charge for it? Because at the moment, isn't Comrades like $5, five pounds or something? Not sure. Like, I wonder how they're going to gauge that. Yeah, but that. you would have also bought Final Fantasy fifteen on top of that. I guess so. So if you want to play it right now, you have to buy Final Fantasy fifteen, and then you have then to buy you have Comrades. To buy comrades so I I'd guess. imagine the Comrades would be available for a more expensive price than it currently is as the add-on. Yeah, it's just it's just weird. It's like if you're buying Royal Edition. It's like if you're buying yeah. It's like if you're buying like with the uh, Binding of Isaac, like Afterbirth and stuff. I can imagine it's going to be like um, when they did like the Wolfenstein uh, expansions. It's probably going to be like twenty pounds. Yeah, like nothing too significant. I wouldn't have thought. No, but I. Other than that, getting back to the Windows edition, which we've mentioned, you've mentioned many times, and I haven't even addressed. But I haven't said what's coming. Ah, oh, honestly. So the Windows edition is getting like a whole crap ton. And I don't know if this is coming to the console edition. They haven't said. They haven't said at all. And it's kind of a shame that it's, it might not. But I guess maybe they have more freedom with the Windows edition. But essentially, uh, one, they're going to do a character editor um, for uh, the main character. This this might come to both versions because they did say um, last February last year when they were talking about Comrades and the, the edit, character editor and that... They did say that the character editor was going to be available for the multiplayer and the single player campaign. But again, I they only mentioned it in context of the Windows edition. Which, depending on how that goes, I wonder what that would mean for the future of Final Fantasy. Because, um, I mean, a lot of people say that when they play 14, the thing that they look forward to the most is the character creator and creating their own characters. I wonder if... This could, like, depending on the reception of this, if this could mean that Final Fantasy also becomes a game where you can choose what your um, your main character looks like. I mean, I don't necessarily see a problem with it, because if you look at Mass Effect, uh, even though they had the character editor in there, you can ch- even change the, the gender. Yeah. Shepard is still an iconic character. Everyone knows what the default Shepard looks like in both male and female form. Mm-hmm. So it, having that ability to change the appearance of Shepard didn't change anything. No, no. I mean, it, it did make a lot of piss takes because <laughs> some of the characters that you could create in either Mass Effect and like Fallout and Skyrim are just ridiculous and they are hilarious. I mean, like that's the sort of thing like where Square Enix... Like, they have an opportunity that, like, yes, there will be many people who do not take that game seriously because of the fact that they've changed the way that the character is. Well, I mean, and that's one of the things that got the most laughs in this presentation because they did some of the mods where Noctis' stores get replaced by Cactors. Yeah. And that you can... Play now that you can now play the game as Kenny Crow. And I think that that's, that's good. Like, I mean, I think with that in mind, like, like... 
the older Final Fantasy games, I mean, I know I've said it before, but they had a lot of humor in them. And like, I just feel like Square Enix over the last 10 years have just not, they've just taken themselves way too seriously in a lot of cases. And um, I think even just with Final Fantasy 15 in general, like, I mean, having Gladiolus with his cup noodle obsession and um, that sort of stuff. Like, I mean, I think they're taking themselves less seriously because I don't, I don't see that from like 13, like 13. No, you think about how many memes Final Fantasy 15 has created. Yeah. Like, I've come up with a new recipe. Like, mm. there was loads of like just funny things that they put in there. Like, and the fact that they did the whole Kenny Crow thing. It shows like humor does cause promotion like it just it just offers promotion it's easy promotion for your game because everybody will share it now but yeah so the other thing they're adding outside of the character editor is they're putting mods in the game um a level editor a level editor which means you can like make your own levels within aos you can make like a quest quests yeah Yeah. um and they're adding a a slightly weird thing in that (laughs) it's So every single day, if you're playing on the PC version, you will have the ability to place some treasure on the floor. And it then appears in the world for other people to find on their game. And it's it's done on the basis of the longer it takes for someone to find the treasure, the better the reward will be. But then, like what does the other person get for like does the other person get something for hiding it so well no like that just seems kind of pointless but i guess the whole thing is that when you find something that's hard to find you just put yours in the same place yeah maybe but yeah like i I think it's a nice way to kind of get more i don't they haven't said what kind of items they're going to give away I'm gonna this. put I'm gonna put like the most crap item I can in the hardest location. Well, no, you, you don't get to choose what it is. Oh damn it! Oh, because I was gonna say I would put like a dagger, like a small teeny tiny dagger in like uh, the hardest location ever. Although it's gonna get better over time as well, isn't it? Exactly. You put it in the hardest location, and then somebody finds it, and it's just like, oh frick's sake! It's just a dagger. <laughs> it doesn't even do that much damage. And that's why amazing. they're not doing it that way, Lawrence, because <laughs> there are so many trolls like you out there. There are. Oh, but man, trolls are fun. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much it with Final Fantasy 15. I hope that, that some of those things come to uh, the, the console version. Obviously, the level editor and the mods won't. But mm. the like the random treasure thing, I don't know why that can't. And the no. character editor, I don't know why that can either. No, no, those would probably be fine. Because it's already in Comrades. Yeah. You just got to move it over. Yeah. Um, okay, so the other, other piece of news we already have this episode is about the Final Fantasy VII compilation, actually. So many, many, many years ago, when Advent Children was releasing, they uh, produced a series of books called On the Way to a Smile that were written by Najima. And... Um, only one of them, I think only one of them was ever released in English, and that was uh, The Case of Barrett, which came with the limited edition of Advent Children in North America and Europe. So, again, pretty pretty rare. Yeah. All the other ones were only released in Japan, uh, in Japanese, obviously. Uh, but now all seven books are getting localized. It seems pretty to be cool. more of like a growing trend. that yeah. They are starting to localize these books way, way out of date. Like, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they finally see... Because I think the reason why they didn't in the past is because they didn't see the benefit to it. But obviously now... But then what's the benefit of this one? Because Nomura's clearly gone on record saying they're not going to release HD Masters of Dojo Cerberus, Crisis Core. They're not going to be trying to promote the old compilation because they don't want it to conflict with the new one. I know, but let's release On the Way to a Smile 
But I don't know. I mean, I guess it's to go along with like, because they're going to be releasing the 13 ones as well translated, aren't they? I think, that I think they've so. And they've got the Ultimanias coming out the as well. The Ultimanias. I'm so excited. It's going to come out in July. I hope that I get it um, in July. I've ordered some, by the way. I don't know if I ever told you that. You did not. I told you this now then. Thank you. Yeah, I worked. You something. shared with the world. I shared with the world something. Your deception. This is, this is marriage, guys. This is marriage. You you buy something and then you don't tell your husband for like months later. So great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I'm I'm curious. A lot of people are saying like, oh, this will prove certain relationships were supposed to happen, and I'm just like, okay, that's that's good. Calm down now. Clouds still punch the crap out of Aerith. Still there. You've got to stop hanging on to that scene. Hey, hey, hey. I, I just, know it happened. I just discovered that it happened because I forgot about it myself. And, you know, got to shut those people down. now. Nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> but still, it's really scary, that scene. Yeah. Um, so we have one question this episode, and it's from Lime on our Discord server. And they asked, what is your dream Final Fantasy crossover? What franchise would it cross over with? And what type of game would it be? Animal Crossing. And it would be an Animal Crossing type game, but with really cute, fuzzy Moogles. So it would just be like a Moogle town sim. Moogle, you could have Moogles, you could have Tomberries, you could have Cactors, and you could have like the Good Boys as well. I think it would be so cute. And Moombas, oh my goodness, I would have a whole town of Moombas. They're so cute. So you'd call it Final Fantasy Crossing. Yeah, Final Fantasy Crossing, or Quick Crossing, or Moog. Crossing. Chocobo Crossing. Chocobo Crossing. There you go. Chocobo Crossing. Perfect. Okay. See, we're totally on board. When, honestly, when you first started saying about that, I was like... How would that what? work? <laughs> no. But then now, the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm thinking, yeah. That would be really sweet. That... Cause, I mean, because like, the games like Animal Crossing, Harvest Moon, uh, Rune Factory, like they're all kind of... Really, they're quite basic games. Yeah. There's not really too much to them, but they're incredibly addictive. And I know so many people, especially at Animal Crossing, that they have they just get absorbed into it. Yeah. And there's so much that happens. I think, wasn't it that really sad story about the oh, guy um, the whose mom. mom played it and yeah. then she passed away and then oh. he went into the game and then there were these letters from the town people like, asking where she was. And... No, she left letters to him. Oh, yes. Yeah, they were all asking, they were all asking where she was and then he she left like a massive amount of letters for him to find oh man i i i'm even getting a bit verklempt now i know i keep saying verklempt and daryl hates it but <laughs> i am because like that was just so sweet like oh yeah if yeah, you can look up that story it's so good. there's never really been a final fantasy game like that there may have been no. some mobile games in japan around that because i know they've released well like, they had like chocobo. chocobo games yeah they had like chocobo dungeon and stuff but, but that wasn't like the same kind of thing i don't think no no, I would totally eat that up. I mean, even like the the like Final Fantasy Go type game, I would totally collect those Final Fantasy um those Final Fantasy monsters. Like, could you imagine the April Fool's game? Yeah, could you imagine like going around and just seeing like a Marlboro and just being like, "Whoa, okay, bad breath, run away." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my game, I think I've talked about it before, but I would so love Final Fantasy Warriors. <laughs> like, I love the Dynasty Warriors franchise. I love Sam. I've really gotten Samurai Warriors as well. Um, and uh, there was also like Warriors uh, Rochi. Uh, I loved. <laughs> Not many people did, but I really enjoyed Warriors of Troy. Um, yes. 
and you know they've obviously and you got been... red for your score I that you d- get it. I did get red people <laughs> were very unhappy it. about that you can't help it the um, things that you like and I think that they've obviously been showing that they're happy to do crossovers. There's been obviously Hyrule Warriors. They've done Dragon. Dra- they've done Dragon Quest Warriors. Why have they not done Final Fantasy Warriors yet? Like that just seems like the biggest opportunity to them because mm. there are so many Final Fantasy characters that wield like really cool weapons, especially in the fantasy setting. But maybe maybe that's why they because obviously Dragon Quest is way more fantasy orientated, like, mm. as far as I'm aware. And as Final Fantasy developed, they got more steampunk, more modern, and maybe those characters don't fit, wouldn't fit within the same setting as the others. But then Dissidia has kind of shown that it's okay. I don't know. Could you imagine like going up against like a whole army of Shinra, shol- uh, Shinra soldiers? That's really hard to say. Crisis Core. That'd be so cool. That'd Happen- be so happening. Cool. Crisis Core. I know. That would be so cool. Um, but yeah, no, I think, I think it would be fun. I don't know what you would do for some of the other ones. I guess like, um, you could have monsters instead of people. I mean, there's, there's, there are so many generic monsters, like behemoths have appeared in God knows how many games, as you said, Marlboros, Tonbury's. You can even have like, you could ride chocobos around instead of horses. Like (laughs) that would be so cool. Like there's so much they could do with it. Um, I don't know. I just, it just seems like a really really clear opportunity to me yeah no i think that would be really cool i mean i can't think of anything else that i would want um i definitely think animal crossing is my way just because i i eat up things that are cute and sweet but i know that dynasty warriors would be incredible i know you you. still want that uh the the fake news story that was around toriyama's dating sim (gasps) oh toriyama's dating skin yeah that would be it would just be lightning it would just be like (laughs) toriyama's dating skin yeah it would be like, yeah, Toriyama's dating sim. That would be amazing. It would just be all lightning in different forms, like, um, like beautiful boyfriend. But it's just, it's just lightning. Hateful boyfriend. Hateful boyfriend. Sorry. Where did beautiful boyfriend come from? I don't know. I'm, <sighs> guys. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for spreading false news, but still. Uh, all right. So, um, before Lauren just goes too crazy uh i think we're gonna round we're gonna round it there we're gonna round it. we're gonna round it yeah like like I'm, a sphere I'm, yeah he's motioning a sphere yeah. actually guys um <laughs> so our music from this episode actually we've been doing a lot of final fantasy 15 tracks recently but this is an a somnus arrangement and mm-hmm. it's by cal i don't know how to say them so i'm just gonna say 12012 12 it could be 12012 i don't know cal do a decent yeah um <laughs> and uh yeah it's, it's like a vocal arrangement of uh somnus with this piano in there as well hmm. but hopefully you guys enjoy um enjoy listening to that the next episode of final fantasy union is scheduled to come out on the 1st of may be hmm. sure to subscribe to our podcast on itunes if you just search for final fantasy we're there or thereabouts and you can also catch every episode on finalfantasyunion.com as well as all of our news coverage and I forgot to mention it at the beginning of the episode, but if you go to the website now on the right hand side on the main page, you will see a link to Discord. You can join our Discord server. We've got hundreds of people in there now, and we would love it if there were some podcast uh, listeners in there too. We have a couple in there, um, and every single time the show comes out, it's actually a place where people can discuss the episodes. Like mm-hmm. there are so many discussions that happen like off the back of what we talk about. Um, and it's great to, for us to then get involved in those discussions and like maybe like explain further some of the things that we we were we were talking about uh, and talk about some of the concepts that we discuss. So if you feel like you want to get more involved with the podcast community, definitely join the Discord server, and you can do that by checking out the website. 
And Daryl is so proud of that button, so you better click the crap out it of it. It took me a surprising amount of time to put <laughs> on that, and I'm really sorry it's taken me this long to put it up as well. Yes, but it's up there in all its glory. Also, um, if you want to support us on Patreon, check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. I think we're going to be changing things up a little bit. As Lauren mentioned, she's just got some enamel badges. So she's very mm. proud of those. So we're probably going to add those as a, as a tier at some point in the future. And with that, Lauren, it's time to say goodbye. <gasps> goodbye, everyone. And I am Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a FunOrFansUnion.com production. Oh,